Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Uh, so concerning news today regarding Sears Canada, the iconic Sears. You know, I remember getting that, that Sears Christmas catalog as a kid and flipping through it and being all excited about this or that and... You know, it was a big, it was a big brand in Canada, uh, and it was certainly one of the retail giants in this country. But obviously, it's a, it's a changing landscape when it comes to, to retail. But does that mean that the demise of Sears was inevitable? The word today that the company is basically giving up from their news release. Sears Canada Incorporated today announced that it and certain of its subsidiaries will be applying to the Ontario Superior Court of Justice for approval to liquidate all of its remaining stores and assets. Goes on to say, following exhaustive efforts, no viable transaction for the company to continue as a growing concern was received. Accordingly, Sears Canada is seeking an order to commence a liquidation that would result in the wind down of its business following court approval. The company deeply regrets this pending outcome and the resulting loss of jobs and store closures. So it is going to be a big loss. People are going to be out of work. There's going to be a lot of malls uh, without a major anchor tenant. Who's going to fill that void? Uh, joining us uh, for some thoughts on uh, how we got to this point, what it all means, very pleased to welcome to the program uh, John Persagis, uh, Director of the School of Retailing and Associate Professor of the Alberta School of Business uh, at the University of Alberta. Uh, John, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Oh, thanks for having me. So what went wrong for Sears, in your view? Well, there's a lot of things that are kind of forming a perfect storm here for Sears. I mean, obviously, they failed to completely leverage their expertise. You, you talked about the catalog when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. They were kind of the logical store to to have really taken full advantage of Internet shopping. You know, they had that expertise, and, and for whatever reason, they, they weren't really able to, to leverage it. So, so there's, you know, they're kind of in this boat with a lot of retailers where they're losing sales to online. Um, but then on top of that, they had, uh, they had some other, other problems uh, you know, uh, they were, I don't know, they were sort of stuck in the mushy middle, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, there was, uh, uh, you know, some retailers went more upscale, some went more for price. And I think at Sears, you had something that wasn't really cheap and it wasn't really nice. And so there there just wasn't that strong market for it. Right. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point because you could probably go back to the 90s when Walmart really started to establish a foothold in Canada. Uh, that that probably was, was a big blow to Sears, wasn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's, you know, for, for years, that was kind of the, the example of the, um, you know, the, the fiery, um, not really upstart, but fi- fiery growing uh, corporation, Walmart, that was, uh, you know, that was, that was largely to blame or largely, largely um, you, could, you could say they were taking a lot of customers away from Sears. Um, and, and so rather than, you know, trying to become more of a discount retailer themselves and competing directly, you know, their other strategy could have been to go, go more upscale, try to be, you know, more like a, um, 
you know, a higher-end department store that might not have really fit with their brand too well either. So, uh, so what they were left with was a was a store that was kind of neither fish nor fall. Yeah, and I mean, they're not the first to fall by the wayside. I mean, obviously, it's been a lot of evolution in the retail landscape. And you think about I mean, yeah, Eaton's and Woolco, and I mean, Target uh, tried to, to break into the Canadian market, everything that, that uh, the Bay has gone through. I mean, there's there's been a lot of turmoil, hasn't there? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's tumultuous times, uh, and not just in Canada. I mean, this is a, this is a worldwide phenomenon that there's major restructuring going on in the retail sector, um, and there's going to be winners and losers. You know, there's uh, you know clearly some some companies are able to take advantages of the um, you know the opportunities that exist with what they call omni-channel retailing, when you sort of you know blend the the use of your brick and mortar facilities along with your online, along with your mobile, and create uh, create the experience that uh, the modern customer wants. And some companies are doing that very well, and others, uh, like Sears, didn't, didn't manage to pull it off. What about Amazon? How disruptive has Amazon been? They're a major player, um, and they're and they're still growing. Um, I, I think if you would have asked somebody ten years ago, you know, what percentage of clothing would be bought online, they would have said almost none. That's the one category people want to, you know, they want to try it on. They want to feel the cloth, and yet it turns out it's been a, a tremendous uh, growth area for online retailers like Amazon, and that def- that definitely hurt uh, companies like Sears. Right. I mean, this comes amid war, too. I mean, another big name in retail, Toys R Us, may, may be in trouble, too, because, I mean, it's not as though people aren't buying these things. I, I mean, certainly the things people buy has changed, or the way people buy things has changed, but there, there's still a demand for what these stores offer. Yeah, and Toys R Us is a slightly different different situation. Um, you know, I think a lot of what's going on there was, you know, has to do with just sort of debt load and financing and things like that. Mm-hmm. But, but Sears, I think, is really, you know, they're... If, if you think about it, millennials are not in love with the um, uh, with the department store in, in the way that previous generations were. And so, when when you have a whole group, uh, you know, a whole demographic group of people who don't really have that um, that affection or whatever it is that uh, that that caused earlier generations to really like department stores, you know, that's that's a fundamental shift in the way people you know behave and shop. Um, and and so, I think that's. Um, you know that that's a that's a threat that Sears faced that isn't facing some other you know more specialty real t- retailers like like Toys R Us. Well, certainly you look at Walmart uh, in recent years, and and they've really moved away from from being mall tenants to, to having their standalone stores. Obviously, Amazon's not anchoring any malls anytime soon. So, is there a trickle down effect once stores like Sears go away? What does it mean for the the shopping mall? Um, well, obviously, the loss of an anchor store is is a major difficulty for the the, the mall owners. That's um, one of the reasons you can guarantee traffic to the smaller tenants is that you have these anchor stores that are they're drawing tremendous numbers of people into your into your mall. Now, over the last few years, I don't know if Sears was uh, serving that function very well. There's a lot of anecdotal evidence to suggest that the you know that you could always find parking uh, near the Sears. You know, kind of the joke went. So, so I don't know that they were, you know, um, serving as, as as well as they could have in terms of attracting, um, you know, customers to the mall who would then, you know, uh, you know, provide uh, customers to the uh, to the smaller uh, retailers. Um, that being said, I, I'm not really sure who replaces that many um, that many anchor stores, um, and so there's going to be a lot of uh, um, a lot of very true deal making to take place over the next uh you know the coming months to figure out how um 
uh, how that's going to get resolved because obviously malls can't just have an empty anchor store for long periods of time. Yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, John, appreciate the insight, and uh, thanks for making some time for us here today. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, John Persagis, Director of School of Retailing and Associate Professor at the Alberta School of Business at the University of Alberta. Uh, So suggesting that maybe it wasn't necessarily inevitable, Uh, but that Sears kind of got caught off guard by a lot of the changes in the marketplace and just never really adjusted. And what seemed like a built-in advantage... Uh, with the mail-out catalog, that they never really were able to capitalize on that or really get in, into the field of e-commerce. And, and then where do you position yourself with the, the Walmarts on one end and you know, the Nordstrom and Saks Fifth Ave on the other end? What, what void is Sears Canada filling? What need are they, they filling? And they never really got that, I think. They never really figured out what they are or what they want their brand to mean to Canadians. It's not enough to be like, oh, yeah, I, I've heard of Sears. I remember Sears. I remember Sears as a kid. What's going to convince someone to go to Sears today? What, what are you conjuring in someone's mind when you hear the name Sears? And I, they never really figured it out. And, yeah, it's, it's too bad because, yeah, this is going to impact people. It's going to impact people who work for the company. It's going to impact uh, those malls that have Sears as, as an anchor tenant and potentially other people that work in other stores in these malls. So uh, there's going to be a trickle-down effect. I mean, eventually, I suppose it should all sort itself out because the number of jobs that exist in Canadian retail are always going to be directly related to the amount of money Canadians are spending. And maybe we shouldn't get so sentimental about specific companies. If people are buying retail goods, there's a need for people to, to work in those stores and sell them to us or for those companies. Anyway, 403-974-8255, your reaction uh, to this news today. We've got a lot more still to come here this afternoon as well. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.